Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams and Elizabeth Wallace, and you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 340. This time, for real. It actually yes, is 340. actual yes. 340. That's good. <laughs> and tonight, we are recapping two episodes of Lore Olympus, and we will give big old spoiler warnings before those. One of them is up now currently on the Webtoons app, and the second one is only available if you are fast-passing. We'll give you all the heads up. But after that, we're also going to talk about the finale to season one of Umbrella Academy because you, Catherine, just finished watching it. Finally. I sat down and I was watching the second to last episode and I got to the end of that and I'm like, I can't stop now. So No, no. Boy. I'm actually impressed that you stopped at the end of the finale because that was certainly a cliffhanger. Sure was. Yes, I sent you a message. They're going to leave it there? Yeah, they are. So more about that in a second, but let's just jump right into Laura Olympus. Uh, Starting with episode 221, it's going to be a pretty fast recap because not a lot happened. Yes. Okay. So, hmm. All right. We'll start with the positives that yes. these two episodes, and we'll just go ahead and spo- give spoilers right now because the themes kind of bleed from one episode into the next one. So you kind mm. of have to talk about both. But it is Persephone and Hades giving a demonstration on what good communication is like between a loving couple. And it's Persephone showing off her new apartment. I want to say that she's just getting an apartment. She hasn't bought the entire building, but I still don't know for sure. But anyway, she's super enthusiastic. She's like picking out paint colors. He's a little bit wary and noticing that there are birds nesting in the wall and thinking that he possibly remembers going to a cockfight that Zeus had arranged earlier on yeah so it's it's kind of a scuzzy apartment in a scuzzy part of town but persephone loves it because it's what she has wanted to do to make her own place and also there is a gigantic tacky billboard of hades (laughs) that her apartment looks out on which i am sure is one of the reasons why she got the apartment in the first place oh yeah absolutely no doubt and hades is just appalled but he's like he loves the fact that she set up the apartment loves the fact she's put out candles and she's ordered takeout so they can have a nice dinner he's like i love all this i hate that (laughs) so yeah they're they're just communicating everything that they need to know about each other and they do get into the fact that she wants to have sex but she's worried she's hesitant he's worried he's hesitant um but instead of like hiding or lying or covering up their feelings or whatever they actually talk about them it's very sweet and they make a lot of good points. Like, Persephone is worried that she'll freeze up and that she'll make it bad. And Hades says, if you freeze, then we stop. You're not performing for me. And I like yeah. that idea that this is not this is not a performance. This is not something that you have to put on for another person. This is something that two people are doing together. So, and yeah. it's, they, they actually do go back to his place because she's not going to be staying at her apartment all the time. It was just, it's, a, it's something that she wants to do, but she also doesn't want to stay out of Hades's bed, she wants to be able to snuggle with him, and they have more conversations about sex, and that leads us into the next episode. Yeah, and it's interesting that this whole thing reminded me. I've been listening to just little clips and bits from a podcast called Diary of a CEO. I don't know. Some of it is just very like he's always interviewing people who are like captains of industry and, you know, startup companies and this and whatever. But every once in a while, they get into some really interesting stuff. Like he talks to somebody about morning routines, which I thought was really interesting. But he's got this one woman on at one point. I have no idea who she is. I'm assuming she's somebody rich and powerful, whatever. But she was talking about 
sex for her and how she had thought that she didn't really like sex. She would only have sex when she was drunk or high. A lot of her knowledge of sex came from porn, which is like a lot of other people. And what it sort of boiled down to is everybody assumes that everybody has sex the same way and nobody talks about it. And if you sit there and think, well, I mean, it's not like we're not talking about like kinky stuff and everything. We're talking about what do you need in sex? What do you like to hear? How fast do you want it? How forceful or gentle or whatever? I mean, that's what this conversation was about. What do they really, really want? Yes, because Hades, when she, he wants to know what she wants, and she wants him to be verbal. And so he says, dearest goddess, how does your skin always manage to taste of salt and honey? And she's just like, Ooh, yeah, definitely more of that. However, what I really need, and she wants him to talk to her about what he's doing as they're doing it, to kind yeah. of give her a heads up, which is important because she's been through an assault and she needs yeah. to have lots of preparation and she wants to know what he wants and at first he's not really sure how to answer that but he says he's always gotten used to the idea that he only had the one kind of sex and that that was all that he wanted but now he wants more he wants her kindness so that is that is really because he's obviously his relationship with Minth was not great it was not very loving and she had this idea that she needed to have this power dynamic going on so she would be well let's face it she was pretty abusive so and it's so lovely that the two of them are talking about this and then he tells her there's other things we can do too we don't Mm -hmm. have to go all the way even though he says the reason why he backed off really fast was he had all these worries about pushing things too far or making her uncomfortable and he wasn't sure how to have that conversation about what he needs and he said and also another part of me started getting really interested and Persephone is delighted because she's oh, been worried yes. she's been worried that she was bad at making out uh, but Hades nope Hades was getting everything he needed so but yeah he just he tells her we can do other things and she's like wouldn't that be boring and he laughs because of course he does because it's not yes. going to be boring <laughs> no it's absolutely not and I don't remember how the conversation wraps up except it does wrap up with them grinning at each other and then making a run for the bedroom and stripping off clothes as they go which is really really lovely and then we Mm. flash to outside and it's Aries and he's got a bottle of wine or liquor or whatever and he's obviously drunk 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 standing in the rain shouting for Persephone and that's where the episode ends and I am getting <sighs> kind of tired of the fact that the storyline is always moving to things other than the stuff that we really want to find out what is going on. We still don't know what Apollo's up to. We don't know what his conversation with Artemis after her being away for 10 years is like. We nope. don't know if Leto is plotting something. We haven't gotten Apollo and Leto's reaction to the fact that Persephone is now the queen of the underworld. And we don't know what Demeter is up to because she's obviously going to try to fix all this. I mean, at one point, Persephone you know, told Hades about, because Hades wanted to protect her from stuff that was going on in the underworld, even though he's really looking forward to ruling the underworld by her side and Uh she is absolutely down with that and her eyes go to that red like dark queen mode and she said if I wanted to be coddled I would go back down to the mortal realm and be second banana to my mother so all of that is still in the wings and now we have yet another storyline to have to deal with as we figure out (sighs) what the hell is this confrontation with Ares going to be like yeah and that's the thing I mean it's like this whole having two episodes talking about 
Hades and Persephone talking with each other, communicating. It was very sweet. I am fine with taking certain like chapters just to talk about a really important subject. No problem. But to have it all end with like going off in a completely other non-Apollo direction, I'm like, no, this is because we're going to have another episode. Next time, we'll probably deal with the whole Ares thing. Maybe two episodes, maybe three. Who knows? I'm like, can we please, 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 please find out what's going on with Apollo? Yes, because I saw one of the Fast Pass um, promo or preview images, you know, the Mm -hmm. ones that they have for the chapter header is... Uh, Aphrodite. So, of course, we're still going to be... And that's two episodes from now, so we're still going to be dealing with this. I'm like, oh, God. Everybody wants to know what the hell is happening on with the big storyline, and it's all really important because Apollo did some shitty stuff, and it's not being addressed by anybody else in the cast. Nope. I mean, nope. nobody's nobody's talked to Daphne about the fact that Apollo is the reason why she had to retreat to tree form to avoid being murdered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because he shot... He shot Eros with an arrow, and obviously Eros had shot him with a bunch of arrows. I can't imagine Apollo letting that slide, being like, you shot me with a shit ton of arrows, so I don't... Something had... And yet Eros seems to be fine. Eros is married, has a kid. I'm just like, but what? the Apollo? Oh, God. Oh, man. So, anyway. What I really Anyways. want... I want to have a confrontation between Apollo and Artemis. And for Artemis to be the one laying down the law about things like Daphne and Persephone, because Zeus himself made her the protector of women. And that's, I mean, that's not something that they can just decide that that's not important. The actual ruler of heaven gave her that role. So if she says Apollo is not to mess with Daphne because she's under her protection, that's going to be an interesting scene, but we haven't gotten to it because we haven't seen Apollo since May. It's been mm. since May. <sighs> I mean, it's obviously, it's Rachel Smythe's story. You know, she owes us nothing. She can tell the story however she wants, but if she would like a little bit of feedback, could we please, please find out what's happening with Apollo? <laughs> so, yeah, that's <sighs> basically what's going on, and we'll continue to pay the fast passes and read two episodes at the time, because as much as we complain, they're still beautifully drawn, and I mean, especially the whole second episode this time was just like, it was like a poem, I think, of this conversation between the two of them talking about love and desire and need and affection and all of this. And it's beautiful, but it's not the main storyline. No, I know. Okay, so moving right along, we're going to go into the finale for Umbrella Academy season one. And I thought it was really interesting because you were a couple episodes, I think, before the finale, and you had texted me, and you were like, oh, I'm just waiting for poor Hazel to get his heart broken. And I'm like, ah, 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 ah. well, uh, obviously we've had, okay, gigantic spoiler warnings for a Huge. TV show that has been like, what, three, four years ago, I think, something uh, like that? Yeah, I think that was like 2019, maybe? Something, something like, like that. that. So, But yeah, yeah. Um, we've already had one time change, that one episode where there was so much development, and then... Uh, was it five, I think, who yes. jumped all the way back in time yes. and interrupted them at their family meeting and made so that none of that happened? That's right. So <laughs> season one ends with him doing that with all of them. But first, yep. 
I think the the last two episodes of season one can really be described as what are you all doing to Vanya? I mean, just everything that you can imagine. She's been so lonely. And then she finds out that her whole life has been a lie because her powers were so great that she was killing people. And her Mm -hmm. father decided that the way to fix that was to bully Allison into mind controlling her into forgetting that she ever had any powers and to think that she's just a normal human being. But there were so many ways that he could have dealt with that other than treating her as this also ran. And then, I mean, and and of course she reacted so badly when she found, when Allison told her that this is what she's remembering that she did to her. And Vanya thinks that she's going to do it again. So she swipes her neck open with a violin bow. And and I I thought she was dead. But um, I did too. Oh, yeah. They managed to save her. Don't know if they're going to save her voice, though. She's having to write with notepads. So that's an interesting development. Cause, mm-hmm. And boy, wasn't that an interesting episode about Allison? Because it started with her driving, and she's hearing her voice saying, I heard a rumor that, I heard a rumor that. And you realize afterwards, that's her phrase to control people's minds. Yeah, and, yeah. and she's sitting there wondering how much of her life is even ever going to be part of whether she's a good person or whether she's talented at being an actress. And all of it seems to be that when things got tough, she decided to just nudge people in the direction she wanted them to go. And that's how she lost her husband and lost uh, custody of her child because her husband caught her doing that to their child to try to like oh, get, yeah. make her go to sleep early. So oh, it was, God. oh, God, that was oh, awful. That was when, brutal. You, when you saw that, I'm like, oh, you can't let that slide. You absolutely no. can't. But so, yeah, no. so she's having to deal with that, that her power is probably gone unless they can fix her voice. But now everybody's terrified of Vanya because they found out what she can do. And she comes to the mansion and talks with um, Victor. Which one? Uh, the great big burly guy. Uh, Bob, um, Luther. Luther, yes. Sorry. I still, right. <laughs> yeah. still haven't quite got all the names yet because, of course, they've got two. They've got their number and they've got their name. And she's just so sorry. And he tells her, we know what happened. We know all of it. And she goes and hugs him and he hugs her. And then he squeezes her unconscious and he throws her into the cage where her powers will be nullified. And I thought, no, you're going to make it worse. And he did. And he he did. totally made it worse. Oh, oh God. Oh, so God. she she manages to have a psychotic break and breaks out of that. And she's walking through the mansion. And every time she looks in a room, she's remembering one of the ways that her family was dismissive or just mean to her when she was growing up. And she blows up the room's one after the other, and tears the entire mansion down. Yep, and even asks Pogo when she sees him. She wants to know if he was aware of what their father and, and everybody had been doing to her, and Pogo's like, yeah, and she kills him. And she kills him, yeah. And what is it? There's something about Pogo that has been so appealing, how his his voice, how he's animated, but there's yeah. that scene when Luther brings Allison in that she's, she's near death, and Grace is trying to fix her, do surgery, and she's, she's lost a lot of blood, she's going to need a donation. And everybody in the room, I'll do it, you know, just without even pausing, I love that. But, you know, Luther says, I'll do it, and Pogo says, well, you can't because your blood has more in common with me. <laughs> and so, and then yeah. he's, he's having to dismiss everybody for some reason on why they can't do it until Diego finally says he can, and they take out the syringe, and he faints. So I thought, oh, that was so perfect. That whole scene was just 
great. Just great. Just great. Yeah, I noticed from the very first episode, the animation on Pogo, and I'll tell you right now, having watched like three seasons of this now, um, spoilers, <laughs> the animation on Pogo is spot on every time. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's a heck of a animation job for a TV show, even a streaming TV show, to have an effect that's that well done. It's really good. It is. It is very good. I've never, every time I see him, I'm wishing that we could have a little bit more of him on screen, but I think part of it is that they never use it too much. They like yeah, they yeah, keep it yeah. keep him in reserve for like the really powerful moments, but yeah. yeah so the mansion's destroyed. Um, Grace, I think, was destroyed in the crash. She they saw her waving from the window, and she didn't get out when the mansion disintegrated. And mm-hmm. so yeah, and she goes to her violin performance, and they go to stop her, and her power is holding all of them suspended with Allison with a gun behind her and she finally fires but she fires past her and somehow that triggers Vanya's power to just go out into space and that's it and it all ends like oh thank goodness we managed to stop the end of the world because it was obvious that she was going and then the beam of power goes into the moon and breaks it into pieces which are now plummeting to the earth and I thought oh my god (laughs) (laughs) This whole time, they have been trying to avoid the apocalypse, and in reality, everything they do was what made it happen. I mean, what made it happen? Well, the um, the thing I was actually just reading a recap. Vanya's powers are somewhat activated by sounds, and that's why you know she's basically using her violin to create all the effects that were happening. It's like she has the power, but external sound has something to do with it and I believe by firing the gun by her ear and partially deafening her for a second the shock of it sent that power out so that's what she did by firing it past her which some people said she couldn't bring herself to shoot her so she shot it past her but I thought it felt more like she knew what would happen if she did that she's like I'm gonna fire this really loud sound right by your ear and stop you from doing what you're doing but that's up to interpretation I suppose yes yes so anyway, the uh, episode ends with Five deciding he's going to take everybody back into the past to try to fix Vanya before she can become what ends up destroying the world. Yes. And that's where the season ends. So yep, now yep, I get yep, to start yep. season two. I love that final, the final moments of that episode. I mean, like, okay, so Hazel, spoilers, Hazel and his donut shop waitress, he actually proposes to her and she accepts. You were like waiting for his heart to get broken. I'm like, no, she's really in love with him. And Chasha did not kill her, almost came close, but did not kill her. And he actually, like, right before the apocalypse can take them over, you see them give each other a little kiss, and he's got one of the agency briefcases, and he zaps them out of there, so they're they're out of the area. But I love, for some reason, the image of Cha-Cha, who had never quite grasped the fact that it was all over and everything. They get in touch with the agency, usually, by calling on a phone, and this the image of Mary J. Blige, like, standing at a payphone, holding the phone up to her ear, and, like, stabbing at the keys, stab, 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 and then the apocalyptic wave, like, takes her over. I just really liked that for some I, I did too. I mean, just she was just she was a juggernaut for yeah. this entire season. I mean, she was yeah. driving all of this, and whether it was trying to complete their mission or trying to get Hazel or trying to get revenge for the fact that Hazel left her for the donut shop woman. I mean, it was she was mm. terrifying. But yeah, she really um, was. Oh, yeah. So, so many good moments in all of this. I mean, all that stuff with Five and the love of his life, the mannequin Dolores, all oh, of that was so, so sweet. sweet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I did like like the final thing that he yelled when he was like, when you see him, he's like, hang on, this could get messy. I really like that. <laughs> 
I think you're going to enjoy the next uh, the next couple seasons. They go off in a different direction for sure, but I think they're still pretty solid. Okay, that's good. Yeah, are we? I mean, a lot of this seemed like it was wrapped up way too fast. Like the guy that was manipulating Vanya the entire time, she murders him because mm-hmm. she found out that he's been lying to her this entire time. The mm-hmm. um, person in charge of the agency that had hired five and actually was trying to get all of the apocalypse to continue to happen she gets murdered all ha- it's just like that's all going to get reset we're not we haven't seen the last of all of them i'm sure that's the fun of time travel you have no idea what does and doesn't get reset so, <laughs> yeah. so the only thing i wanted to mention was uh, after 8 years this week we had the final chapter read aloud of My Dad Wrote a Porno, which if you are not listening to that podcast and you are not easily offended, um, I think you would just really, really love it. But I can't believe they're ending it. I just I am, can't believe it. I, I mean, I've only want, listened to the first half of the final chapter, which came out last week. They have another episode where they interviewed uh, Rocky Flintstone, his dad, the actual writer. Yes. I haven't listened to that yet. That's not out yet. That's coming out next week oh next week okay so yeah yeah um i mean have they said if he's continuing to write or i mean and then they're, and that they're just not going to be doing this podcast recapping the episodes anymore or they they have i think have sort of like danced around that because i i don't know if they've said it explicitly but i mean they've read six books for this podcast mm-hmm. Apparently, Rocky has a lot more books. So, and they had said something like, This is the end of the podcast, but this is not the end of Belinda. Watch this space. So, I mean, it wouldn't be nearly as fun reading the books without the commentary, but if that's all we get, then I'll certainly read them. Yes. And I was so pleasantly surprised because they read aloud the first book and then. We, I knew eventually we were going to get books that had been written after the podcast had started. And yeah. I thought his dad was going to be like, oh, he's going to start pandering to this. He's going to start adjusting his writing style due to the fact that his son is reading the books aloud, all that. I don't notice any difference no. in the writing style other than the fact that the story got more and more batshit crazy. I mean, oh we God. got we got international spies. We had like kidnapped in a hot air balloon. And, oh my God. Uh, um, uh, Jim Sterling and his medically enhanced glowing blue penis. And that is it's not even a joke. <laughs> no, it's flaking off like pastry. Oh my God. <laughs> God. It is just so bonkers. I mean, it's like Ah, you want to put quote marks around the erotic literature because like the story is bonkers and then you get into the sex and the sex is just like oh god don't do that oh god like one of the earlier episodes he just gets I I mean uh, Jamie gets disgusted by something and he actually has to stop talking and you hear Alice and everyone take a drink of water and run from the room (laughs) (laughs) I just every once in a while they get appalled because of course Rocky Flintstone just will use he will never use the same word twice if he can possibly help it so he's always coming up with like different terms for C 
semen. And at one point, he calls it pre-people. It's just, it's just awful. It's just, I was listening to the final, final episode today. I went for a run. I've only listened to the first half of the final episode. And I don't remember what moment it was, but there was at least moment, one moment where I was just giggling while I was listening. They just they were reacting to something. Because that's what makes this podcast so fun. Reading aloud this horrible, horrible porn and just listening to them rib each other and lose their minds and make comments and it's just it's the so far the final final episode has been really solid yeah i mean the re- the reactions from these guys alice in one episode accidentally said rocky flintstone's real name oh out loud God. and they blipped it out <laughs> but there was this pause and then james is going ah <laughs> you just said Rocky's name. And then oh, you hear, God. like, wherever they're recording, there's sirens in the background. Oh, it's the police. They're coming to take you to jail. They're coming to take you to the clink. <laughs> I don't believe in eight years that's the first time anybody did that. Uh, the reaction remember. sold it. I mean, yeah. obviously, they were so appalled that she had oh, done man. that. And they're just gold, their reactions. Oh, man. Yeah, but absolutely go and check. I mean, you know, have you never listened to it before? Now's the time. You can get eight whole years or waiting for you to listen to. Um, try not to read it in some place where you don't want to laugh out loud. Because, I mean, I've literally been on runs before and just been giggling as I'm out for a run. You know, it's just so <laughs> funny. But I guess that's going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries. So uh, both Natasha and Lauren went to L.A. Comic Con this past weekend. So we will soon have a photo gallery up. And even um, Natasha's husband was sending me cosplay pictures. Oh, nice. All right. A lot of photos from that. That should be fun. And I don't know. We don't have... Technically, a lot of people consider that to be the last convention of the year. But... That's the last convention of the year in Southern California, maybe? So, I don't know. Maybe we'll find some other random little thing to put pictures up. Um, Or, you know, other nerd stuff, all that and more. PixelatedGeek.com. So, next week, we will have Night Vale. We already have a new Night Vale episode. Yes, indeed. All right. I have a new Night Vale. Um, And, of course, we'll probably finish talking about the final, 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 final episodes of My Dad Wrote a Porno. And we're going to have a long conversation about the Scalabance, because I did finish reading it, but we, we don't need to shoehorn that in with another episode. There's some stuff we got to talk about. We do, yeah. I was looking at that at a bookstore today, and I had to put it down and walk away from it because I would have just been flipping to all my favorite passages. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. Mm. But one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.